Eight years ago, I saw a dream. And uh, in the dream, I saw a very old farmer. And there was a lot of issues in his body. And he was ready to sow the seed in the field. And in the dream, I was standing with him. And I was very surprised what will happen with the seed because he is very old and uh, he has lot of issues in his body. How the seed will prosper? And in his weakness, he went to the field and he saw the seed in the field. Then he was standing just beside the field and waiting for the seed to grow. And I was standing with him, and we both, we were watching the field. And I was so amazed when I saw the shoots were coming out from the ground. And uh, the farmer, he was smiling. And I, my mouth was open, and I was very surprised. And then I learned one thing from that dream. The power is not in the farmer. The power is in the seed. When we share gospel with the Muslims, there is no power in us. There is no ability that we have and change the Muslims. No. The power is in the word of God. Always remember one thing in your mind. The word of God is like a dynamite. Once you sow in the lives of the people, it will grow. If it will not grow today, it will grow tomorrow. But it will grow. The amazing thing, Matthew chapter 13, there is a parable about a farmer. And we see whether the seed fell on the rocky ground or fell on the, in the bushes, it grow everywhere. The seed always grow. The word of God is a seed. So today, I will tell you just a very simple scriptures that can change the life of the people. And one thing more, we are all co-worker with the Holy Spirit. Our job is like a farmer. We just sow the seed. That's our up job. And Holy Spirit take that seed and work in the hearts of the people. That's amazing thing. That's why we are co-worker with the Holy Spirit. We are all co-worker. We have no ability to change the life. That's not our job. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit change the life. Motivate people. Inspire them. Encourage them. You are a sinner. You need Savior. Jesus is Savior. So let's see the questions the Muslims usually they ask us. And I'm really very thankful to my sister. She's a volunteer. She will help me to read those scriptures. The book of Matthew is excellent book. There is all the answers that mostly the Muslims, they ask. Why the Matthew, the reason, because Matthew is brilliant, it describes the life and teaching of Christ. It includes hot topics like religious hypocrisy, facing persecution and end times. Again and again, its roots, the good news in God's word to the prophets. That's why this book is brilliant. And uh, 
just when you talk with the Muslim, just remember one thing in your mind. Your goal is to share the gospel with the Muslim people. That's the main thing. Sometimes they get very aggressive. Sometimes they are almost shouting on you. Just be patient. And remember few things, few tips. First of all, when you are talking with them, do not put the Bibles on the floor. That's really very upset them. Because they believe, when we say the Holy Quran, Holy Bible, they say, why the Bible is holy? Why the Quran is holy? Why we call them holy? They believe the words inside the book make that book very holy. That's why this is very insulting they feel if you are talking about God and put Bible in front of them, they will never be impressed to you. They will never listen to you. So be careful. And uh, usually they speak lot of times the word Allah. In Arabic uh, Bible, in the word for God is Allah. So if you use that word, it's not bad. But if you use word God, that's also not bad. But because you want to talk with them, you want to make a room so you can talk with them, if you can use this word, that's good because it makes them, they feel comfort. And listen them very carefully. Whatever they have in heart, let it come out. Listen them carefully. Do not disturb them. Let it come out. These are the tips. And uh, your friendship with the Muslims really make a huge difference in their life. Try to make them friend. Do not share the gospel immediately. Wait for the right time. The Lord, the Holy Spirit will open the door for the gospel in their life. And wait for the time. This is just like a farmer, when he sow the seed in the field, he wait. He know the seed will grow. Let's see the questions usually they ask. Write down the questions and in the bottoms, write down the scriptures. So, on and off, please read those scriptures. And if you can memorize them, that's a wonderful thing. There are numbers of subjects that Muslims routinely bring up with Christians. They may bring them up in form of questions, challenge or accusations. The fact that these same issues come up so regularly means that we can prepare a way of answering them. To address these issues accurately and helpfully, you have to have some idea where the questioner is coming from and that is one reason for doing some preparation. If we understand the question and we have thought about as it were, when we are put on the spot, there is nothing unspiritual about this approach. It is in a practical application of Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 says, Work hard so God can approve you. Be a good worker, one who does not 
need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Now write down the first question. Is Jesus Christ the Son of God? This is the most complicated question. Many Christians don't realize that to simply say yes is not sufficient or even good. Muslims consider these expressions to be blameless. One must not lose sight of the goal, present them with the truth about Jesus and encourage them to search for the truth. I give you some suggestions. There are many other possibilities. Response number one. The Lord Jesus has many titles. Is Jesus is a son of God? This is question. The Lord Jesus has many titles and each one is important. Let's read Matthew chapter 1 verse 1 and I will encourage my sister to please read. Thank you, sister. He is called the son of Abraham and the son of David. Often he called himself the son of man. See Matthew chapter 8 verse 19 and 20. Yes, uh, chapter 8 verse 19 and 20. Right. Thank you. Let's look together in this book, chapter 3, verse 17. Matthew chapter 3, verse 17. Please write down carefully all these scriptures. Amen. And one again scripture we see is uh, 17, verse 5. Matthew 17, verse 5. Here, God is speaking. See, we can't argue with God. We must ask Him to help us understand whether we understand it or not. The term, the term son is used to show that one for all God has revealed Himself through Jesus. So whenever you refer the word of God, and uh, ask them, do you have time? Come. Your question is so important. And thanks God you ask this question. Let's see from the word of God and read these scriptures. And let's see another scripture. 11 to 27, Matthew chapter 11, verse 27. Thank you very much, sister. You can tell him, do you know that we know God personally? This is one response. Let's see another response. How you can respond about this question. This is very important. You, you can begin in this way. My brother, you are not the first one to ask this question. Let's read uh, Matthew 26, verse 63 to 64. Said to him, You have said it yourself. Nevertheless, 
it after he gives you the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Thank you. Jesus is the Son of God, but he's also the Son of Man. If you want to understand, let's read together and think deeply about the text. But if you are only interested in discussing the meaning of the words, I'm not interested in that. That is the way you can describe your feeling. Then I'm interested to share the gospel. I'm interested to share the truth with you. But if you are interested just in the words, I have no time. If you are interested, let's read deeply, study together. This is the second response. Let's see another response. This is a very good question. When the Muslim asks you a question, encourage them. Oh, brothers, thank you very much for asking this question. It means you have the hunger. You are willing to know the truth in your spirit. That's a wonderful. I really appreciate you. You ask this question. Let's study together. And uh, one, I tell you another method besides. I often ask the Muslim, see, here is a big, this is a big heaven. And here is a little circle and another circle of Islam. This is Islam. This is Christianity. And this is a heaven. Your purpose is go to the heaven, right? And my purpose is go to the heaven. Just leave Christianity aside and leave Islam one side. Let's study together from Quran and let's study together from the scriptures how we can go to the heaven. Teach me from the Quran and I will teach you from the scriptures, from the Bible. And read a lot of verses, find out all verses which explain about the kingdom of God from the heaven. And you know, their heaven is all nightmare, like a nightclub. Nothing that. But when they see the real pictures of uh, the heavens, really their eyes are opened. So this is another method. If you get a friendship with them and uh, get a chance and they are willing to sit with you and they are willing to have study together, that's an excellent method. And at the end of the study, you no need to challenge him, no need to say him, are you willing to accept Jesus Christ? In the end of the uh, study together, he will say, I want to give my life to Christ. I receive, uh, in this way, I win one family for Christ uh, two years ago from Bangladesh. Let's see the, the third response. Be careful. Don't listen to the humors. Tell your friend and lies that certain people pass on. Tell him, let's read together. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 23. And this is a wonderful if he pay attention and you study the scriptures together with him. Yes. very much sister and it encourage your friend absolutely no Christian believes that God married uh, Mary in order to produce Jesus it is false accusation read chapter 14 verse 22 to 23 tell him let's study more let's see what the Bible says Thank you. 
Why in this passage did they believe that Jesus is the son of God? That's a big miracle happened. Why? Why they believe? The Bible says it's because of his work, not because of his birth. If you, when you will study together with him, you will be very surprised. That's a excellent approach to the Muslim people. Never use your words. Use scriptures. Encourage them to read the scriptures with you. When you try to explain in your words, you really make it very complicated for them. Better to refer the word of God to them. That's excellent tool. Let's see another question the Muslim usually asks. The Trinity, do you really believe that? Three gods? That's a very complicated question. I believe even it's hard for the pastors or for the evangelists to explain the Trinity to them. Then how to answer them? This is a very complicated question. I want to give you a tip. The word Trinity isn't found in the Gospel of Matthew. The idea of Trinity can be illustrated from the text but it is not very useful for explaining or proof, proving the Trinity. In general, it is better to say that to experience the Trinity, one needs salvation. It can't be explained to someone who doesn't have salvation. Nevertheless, there are certain aspects of questions. This is the best way to tell them. If you want to understand the Trinity, you need to be saved. You need to give your life to Christ. Then you can understand Trinity. And another questions usually they ask, do we worship only one God or do we worship three gods? How we can respond to that one? Let's read together chapter 4 verse 10. Usually Muslims say, you worship three gods. That's a very complicated question. Then Jesus said to him, So Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Thank you, Jesus. Every disciple of Jesus must worship God alone. Let's read here. Chapter 6, verse 9 to 13. Thank you. Jesus teaches us to pray to God, our Father, and not to anyone else. Jesus came to give us the possibility of a new relationship with God, a relationship of a child with his father, not a slave with his master. We enjoy what a privilege. And look at this, Matthew chapter 22, verse 34. Verse 34. 34. Yeah. But when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered themselves together. What is the next verse? One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. Carry on. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mm -hmm. with all your soul, and with all your mind. Thank you. Jesus teaches that God's first commandment is to love God, our Lord, with our whole being. There is no point in believing that there is only one God 
if we don't obey this commandment, my friend, you know that God is one. But can you do what he requires of you? We are all fall short and need the mercy of God. Jesus came to teach us a new way. And another, the same question, but they ask in this way, you worship, worship three gods, don't you? Allah, Mary, and Jesus. They usually ask these questions. You also marry the, worship Mary as a god. And uh, how to ex explain them? May God most high forgive you and purify your tongue and your thoughts. There is not a Christian in the world who uh, would affirm such a thing. Who told you this? Let's read the word of God together. Matthew chapter 12, verse 46 to 50. That's good. We see here that Jesus never even placed his mother above his disciples. And look, he treats those who come to his faithful disciples like members of his own family. The Lord Jesus treats his followers as a family member. Isn't that something you would like if it were possible? That's a beautiful way. Let's see another question. You Christians worship idols, don't you? Many Muslims say you worship idols. Might be because of a Catholic church. They see the big statues there and they believe that all Christians, they worship idols. And how to respond to this question? We follow the Lord Jesus who said this. Read Matthew chapter 4 verse 10. Amen. We serve the unvis invisible God. Let's read another scripture. 6, Matthew 6, verse 17 and 18. Amen. Tell him, come to my church. I will show you inside. We don't have idols there. We worship one God. We honor him. And hear what the Lord teaches. When you pray, go to your room. That's our God. Uh, that's our Lord Jesus. He teaches to pray to God. You will be amazed. If someone sit with you, any Muslim, to see these scriptures, the Holy, will, Holy Spirit will start working his life. Let's see another very important question. Why do Christians say that Jesus died on the cross? Muslims, they all believe Jesus didn't die on a cross. They believe God took Christ alive from the earth and he placed someone in his place to die on the cross. That's the belief. And how to answer that question? 
This is also another complicated question. Muslims are all sure that Jesus was neither crucified nor killed. There are three main reasons. Number one, the Quran says so in all well-known verse, Surat Al-Nisa, verse 156. It is against the Muslim mindset to think that God would allow his prophet to be humiliated. Muslims don't understand the value of his death as a sacrifice. In addition, they think we are saying that Jesus is dead. That's their belief. How to respond? Like you, we believe that the Lord Jesus is alive and that he will come back to this world. With regards to his death, God sent an angel so that we couldn't be mistaken. Read chapter Matthew chapter 28, verse 5 to 7. That's good. Tell him, here we see that according to the angel of God, Jesus was crucified and even buried, but that he came back to life. We agree wholeheartedly that it is uh, difficult to imagine that God would allow his prophet to suffer in this way. Even Jesus' disciples didn't understand it. Let's read that verses with him. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 to 23. <coughs> From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go on to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes, and be killed and be raised up on the third day. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, that you should never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on God's interests but man's. Pay close attention to what Jesus himself said. And I want, to, want you to write down a few verses. Uh, Matthew chapter 17, verse 22 to 23. Then Matthew chapter 20, verse 17 to 19. Matthew chapter 26, verse 2. Matthew chapter 26, verse 24. Matthew 20, 26, 26 to 28. Matthew 26, verse 53 to 54. And then, if it is possible to read the whole chapter 27. Another very complicated question they ask. The Bible has been changed. That's the, usually they say, we don't need to pay attention to the Bible because you change the Bible. And how to respond for this question? That is an extremely serious charge. Where did you get that idea from? Do you realize that you are accusing believers of a huge evil? You may even accusing God of incompetence and uh, weakness? Isn't God capable of protecting his own word? Let's read together what the Lord Jesus tell, tells us. Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 to 18.
he declares that not even a little part of God's world will disappear so long as the world exists and that his own, his own words will last forever. Let's read chapter 24 verse 35. the Lord. Tell your friend, please be careful, my brother. If you have the word of God and you don't put it into practice, you are a dangerous cat. Read chapter 7, verse 24 to 27. Tell him, see what Jesus says. If you say the word of God is changed, you are like a foolish man who built his home on the sand. Pay attention to the word of God. And remember always, my brother and sister, whenever you share the word of God with someone, the Holy Spirit is always there to work in the lives of someone. If he deny, say, no, 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 this is not true and go to his home, but the Holy Spirit will convince him. Holy Spirit will go with him because you sow the seed in his life and Holy Spirit will take care of that seed because the time is so short. Might be the next time when God give us chance, we'll see other few questions usually they ask, but these are the most important questions they ask. And uh, if you can memorize them, that's wonderful. And the tips I told you, please be careful about them. God bless you.